Welcome to What's Working in Washington. I'm Jonathan Aberman. Today, how drones can help the environment. Amongst other things, drone technology um, to survey agricultural land and reduce the amount of chemicals, water, and labor required for that agriculture. So it reduces costs and improves the environmentalism. And the, the drones are just gathering the data. Drone technology and its commercial application is of growing interest to many here in the region around the country. Our next guest is James Peverell, founder and CEO of Greenside Agronomics. James, thanks for joining us. Tell us what your company does. So uh, my background is in drone technology. So my co-founders and I uh, worked for a long time actually in government contracting, building um, drone-based products for the Air Force and the Army um, through a number of aerospace companies over the last 15 years. Uh, we wanted to do something more in the commercial space. And we did a lot of market research. We really thought that uh, we could use the experience that we gained uh, doing that contracting and drone technology uh, to solve some problems actually in the agriculture space. Um, so Greensight is actually a company that uses, amongst other things, drone technology um, to survey agricultural land and reduce the amount of chemicals, water, and labor required for that agriculture. So it reduces costs and improves the environmentalism. And the, the drones are just gathering the data. Which is important because ultimately it, it allows a farmer or a golf course owner or somebody to see where there are dry spots, where there's uh, over uh, abundance of residue or chemicals. I mean, what exactly is your technology doing for them? The, the imagery comes into our cloud-based system. And we have, we've built a whole infrastructure system where that data gets automatically uploaded into the cloud and processed. And we identify areas where they need to make changes to their management practices. Uh, so it's really all about giving them actionable intelligence to improve their business efficiency. Um, so it's about, you know, reduce finding areas where it's too dry, they need to irrigate, or finding areas that are too wet, they need to reduce irrigation. It's about targeting chemical application. And if you can identify where a disease is, is progressing early when it's very small, you can apply a smaller amount of chemicals to that specific area and then you know, save a significant amount of money. And it's also significant environmental benefits. One of the recurring themes that, that I find as I have entrepreneurs join us here is how many of you have worked at some point in the, the government contracting industry or working for the government but become commercial. What was it for you that caused you to want to make this change? Because people can have their entire career in one sector or another. What caused you to decide to, to cross over? Well, uh, we kind of felt that, um, you know, we do in building military products, the, the time frames are very long. And I actually did a lot of projects where I, I did rapid projects where we actually got things from kind of a whiteboard concept. We built prototypes and we actually even deployed them to Afghanistan with soldiers um, at a very rapid pace. And I really love that um, experience of taking a product from an early concept and getting into the hands of customers quickly. And that doesn't happen much um, when you're doing military work. It's usually a longer, uh, more drawn out process. And we really wanted to cross over and kind of use a lot of the experience we gained in the military world um, doing commercial work where things can be fast. I mean, we can, you can raise money from a VC and you can have a product out in a year, you know, in the hands of customers. And I find that very exciting. Uh, so I wanted to get more of that kind of experience. I felt like, you know, I learned a lot about the technology and there was a lot of opportunity to solve commercial problems um, on a much shorter timescale than what we were doing and when we were doing military work. What was it about drones? Are you like me? I, when I was a kid, I used to build F-15s and B-52 bombers and hang them from the ceiling. I mean, were you a model guy or how did you become a drone guy? <laughs> I, did, I did actually build a lot of models when I was a kid, but I actually got more into computers and mechanical engineering. And then somehow through some career path, I got back into drones um, by going to work for an aerospace company that worked on unmanned vehicles. And I, I just, the aspect of drones was interesting because I I always loved airplanes when I was a kid, but I also was really into programming and computers. So 
drones are kind of the fusion of those two things. So it kind of is an ideal place for me to work. Um, and I always, I always felt that um, drone technology was going to be a way for us to, to people to survey areas at a much lower cost and with much less labor, uh, just because they do fly autonomously. So you don't really need a person there to fly it. And they're small enough. Um, there's just not as much safety risk as you might have with like a, you know, a large aircraft. You know, it's, this is only a few pounds. Mm -hmm. uh, this is a very small device um, and it can fly on its own. It can survey land without anyone being there to fly it. So you didn't start the company in, in this region, did you? Where'd you start your company? No, we started the company in Boston. Um, the co all of myself and my co-founders uh, were all Boston guys. We worked there for a couple of years, uh, for the last 15 years, actually, always working for companies that were based in Virginia, though. <laughs> we, uh -huh. we actually always worked at companies that had small offices in Boston, uh, but were actually Virginia companies that actually did most of their work in the D.C. area. So what is it about being down here that caused you to relocate down here? Uh, well, I, we actually had a couple of government grants um, as part of the, you know, when we started the company. Uh, so that was a draw. Uh, we also had some investor leads down here. Uh, so we had, a, you know, kind of a growing network of contacts on both customers and investors uh, in the area. Do you get the sense when you talk with other entrepreneurs uh, that, this region is already a hotbed for autonomy or could become one? Uh, definitely could be. I think there's a lot of interest in particularly, uh, you know, as a company that's doing high tech work on both the hardware and the software side, um, I find that investors are very interested in what we're doing. A lot of companies in the area are doing kind of more federal based businesses like cybersecurity and uh, outsourcing kind of businesses. And as a kind of a high tech company that's doing hardware and software, um, you know, in investors are very interested in that because it's a little bit different. And I think they're seeing more companies like that coming into the area. Mm -hmm. They see that as a change. Well, as you think about uh, and you're applying autonomy technology, I, I'm sure that you're struck by this or people ask you about this. I'm involved with it as well. And, and often people will ask me, well, what about jobs? You know, how, how, how do these technologies actually create jobs or do they take jobs away? How do you answer that question when people ask you that? Because I'm sure they do. Right. Well, one of the things about the drone technology is the drone's only one piece of the technology. Um, basically, what the drone does is gather the data. Um, you know, the real value that we're creating is about how we're analyzing and processing that data mm -hmm. and then giving it to customers. And, you know, in terms of the job layout, all we're taking out of the equation is the person that's actually flying the drone. Um, you know, there's always going to be people that are, you know, helping to review imagery and building analytics. It ends up being, you know, a little bit more higher, higher thinking, I guess, jobs rather than the person that's actually flying the vehicle. And in this case, you know, in, in the case of drones, um, there's usually not not a job where someone is flying a drone. I mean, you know, people are people are not all over the country, um, you know, millions of people flying drones over farms um, that probably wouldn't make sense from a labor perspective. Anyways, you'd have to be paying those people um, kind of what we're building is a centralized system where we can actually have people reviewing this imagery remotely. Do you have the moments where you actually see people deploy your technology and, and, and get that rush of, of pride? I... Uh, well, we really like seeing the products that we're building help people save time. And we've actually, one of the, actually one of our, our big markets is actually golf courses right now. That's the market we're kind of launching in. And we've done a lot of talking to these customers and, you know, they, they give us a lot of feedback about the fact that um, we're saving them time. We're letting them manage more effectively. I mean, these, you know, our customers are busy too. Golf course superintendents, for instance, they these guys work on the weekends. They work all the time. And the technology that we're giving them is actually enabling them to do their job more effectively. James Peverell, founder and CEO of Greensight Agronomics. I really appreciate you taking the time and informing us about what you're up to. It's another great example of Revenge of the Drones. <laughs> Thanks for joining us.
Thanks for listening to What's Working in Washington. A special thanks to our sponsor, Eagle Bank. How do you get to be number one in the D.C. area? Eagle Bank did it by putting relationships first. They're flexible, involved, responsive, strong, and trusted. Eagle Bank's goal is your success. Our executive producer is Tracy Madigan. Our online contributors are Michael Hoffman, Barbara Ulrich, and Candace Pye. Music provided by two D.C. region bands, Two Car Living Room, and The Sunbathers. I'm Jonathan Aberman. Thanks for listening.